Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Hello guys, welcome back to Andrea's podcast. Today we have another episode of Competitor's Corners with IFBB Pro, Michelle Shepard, and your truly, Andrea. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing okay. Are you going um, crazy over there, pulling your hair out? And Well, I'm trying to stay busy. Sort of busy. Uh, I actually, oh yeah. Um, what, I, what I have done so far, I, I start building my garage gym. We start, you know, doing some spring cleaning. Um, I actually enroll in three different certifications. <laughs> wow. Keep me occupied. Wow. Sounds like you're being super productive. I know. I, I want to, you know, like do something for, for myself, for my own thing. Good. <laughs> for my own sanity. Sanity. Yes. <laughs> Besides, you know, this minor whatever injury I have going on right now. So ankle, yeah. But what about you? Um, I have been doing a lot of cleaning, which was very necessary since I have had limited time previously. Mm -hmm. Um, putting things on the back burner, so I've just been going through lots of old mail and um, I have all these cats and I have carpet, so that oh. is not a good combination. Mm. I'm working on that and, you know, thinking a lot about my taxes. <laughs> we just got ours done, actually, oh, which yeah. is great. Another one of the things so. on my list of things I need to do mm -hmm. that's hanging over my head. So it's on the list of things to work on today. But this is much more fun. Yeah, I know. I know. This is our chat time. Chat time. Chat chat. So today we were talking about um, dieting. dieting myths. Yes. Dieting myths. Um, so. So what, what is the, the most? Yeah. yeah. What is the most popular you you always hear from people, Michelle? Yeah. Um, I would say, well, limiting carbs. Uh -huh. But um, as we were talking about uh, prior to recording, people are a lot of times concerned about not eating carbs late at night or, mm -hmm. you know, like after 6 p.m. Yeah. Um, what do you think is that? Well, um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea, but I don't mm -hmm. think it's necessary. And depending upon the body type, it might even not be, not be a good idea. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I really do think it comes down to goals and, mm -hmm. um, and body, body type. Yeah. A lot of times like for mm -hmm. you and me, you know, when I'm, uh, competing, but mm -hmm. I think even more so you probably, um, that would not be a good idea. No, no. Unless it, unless if I'm going to go to sleep at seven, <laughs> I stop and then I stop eating at six, and I'm gonna go to sleep at seven. Yeah. <laughs> Even in my um, competing, all of my comp competition seasons, I've, I mean, I, I've eaten a lot of. I eat my last meal at, I don't know, eleven o'clock at night. But I'm yeah. a night. And so a lot of people yeah, don't get that late, but, um, 
I normally yeah, eat. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not concerned about eating, eating late. Yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, if you're a, a, a really hard loser, mm -hmm. um, which I have had clients um, that have had a super, super hard time losing, then for sure I would, I would construct the day so that um, you're going to eat the, the most calories surrounding your workout mm -hmm. um, and earlier in the day and then sort of taper off as the evening comes about. And, yeah. and the last meal would be more like a lean protein and vegetables and maybe some fat to sustain mm -hmm. yourself through the night. So you don't wake up in the middle of the night hungry with your stomach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And then another thing about this um, myth, I think is because also, um, like let's per se like someone who is very overweight and they never had it in a structure in their their like in their meals or their routines. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, this entire like a way of like a uh, eating or thinking about like carbs are bad at like late at night. Mm -hmm. It might be because of like um, those people. My dog's playing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. And so um, it's because of um, they they need some structure, right? So if you you sure. if you set up like the, those uh, time limits or limiting time of eating or a window per se, like the fat, uh, intermediate fasting. Mm -hmm. So those people start to be uh, creating a new habit and a new structure with their meals. So eventually, of course, if you stop eating by, let's say, six or seven o'clock in the evening, well, more likely that, you know, you're not going to overeat because that's your last meal, per se, right? Sure, I just, but at, you know, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, 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 no. No, what I was going to say is just because I, I think a lot of people don't understand is that it's all about uh, calorie restriction. So mm -hmm. regardless if um, it's past six o'clock or not, as long as you're staying with your caloric intake or caloric deficit in order to lose weight and it will work. But it's just like you were saying, some clients who are a hard losers per se, then they benefit more to have the carbs throughout the day when they are moving versus late at night where you are not moving as much. In, more sedentary. Mm -hmm, so you're not gonna be burning, burning more calories. Right. But I think that this entire myth came more like with the the obese like population versus mm -hmm. anybody else. You know, mm -hmm. like if you limit your carbs by until six o'clock, then you are not allowed to eat that after six. Then of mm -hmm. course it's gonna work for them. And then sure. and because you're seeing like your neighbor, oh, he he doesn't eat carbs after six. Oh, that's the magic pill. So I'm going to stop eating my carbs right. after now, six. He's losing weight. So mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. it is not about like, a, they're not understanding exactly the reason why is because yeah. overall it's a caloric restriction. It's right? not just one. It, it's not, it's not that he's now he's losing weight because he's not eating after six. He's, yes. It's a combination with everything else. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think that's where that this myth came. Sure. From. Right. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, Andrea, is the number two myth or another another myth that you find uh, as a very common thread 
that runs um, among your, your clients or people that you've come in contact with? Me? <laughs> I was thinking about the fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the fish. <laughs> oh my God, this is so, this is like, because every single competitor, like they were the ones who are not on my clients and uh, I either talk with or they, you know, or they come to me from another uh, coach or from another prep and they're like you know my last prep I only ate fish and chicken and broccoli and my coach used to tell me that fish makes my skin uh, thinner and uh, I look better and I was like yeah fish it's not a your magic pill neither you know it comes down also yeah fish might have like some omega-3s and fish has more uh, some maybe have a different like amino acids versus like you know other protein sources but it's not a because of the fish you know you're not gonna have like a a, a fish skin because you are eating more fish <laughs> the reason why you're losing weight and you're losing body fat is because of the calorie yeah because fish it's leaner than any other meat yeah. so yeah by the end of the prep yeah you know, if you're switching your, let's say your red meat um, for yeah. fish and sure. then reducing calories, well, even yeah, for like, yeah, right. So fat. less fat and even uh, protein also fish, like a one ounce is only five grams of fat uh, protein versus eight grams of protein. Right. So it's like, yeah, guys, uh, that's my opinion. Like, that's how, <laughs> what about you? What do you think about this? white fish met yeah no i i completely agree um you know and i'm i'm certainly not opposed to tilapia or white fish yeah, I, I actually really enjoy it and i prefer it over over red meat um mm -hmm. maybe that's part of the reason i you know have had some success in uh -huh. in my dieting because that's that's what i eat predominantly in addition to um just boneless skinless, boneless, mm -hmm. skinless chicken breast and, mm -hmm. you know, 99% um, turkey, turkey breast. Or, yeah. Yeah. 99% fat, 99% lean, excuse me, turkey. Yeah. So no. I, yeah, I, I, it's all caloric intake. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, guys, it's all about <laughs> caloric intake. The fish is so not that's gonna... counting macros in eating you know, I, I prefer to get my fat from avocado and uh, peanut butter, you mm -hmm. know, as opposed to in my meats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. During prep, I, I was like, my go-to meat, not a meat, but like protein sources are egg, egg well, not so much egg whites, but it is mine, turkey breast. Yeah, mine are egg whites also, actually. Yeah. Tur turkey breast, white fish, because I can mm -hmm. eat a more... Yeah. I can eat more, like more volume. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, those are the things that I really take advantage. I'm not a big fan of chicken breast. Um, yeah. If I can choose between turkey breast or chicken breast, I go with the turkey breast. Mm. Just love the tenderloins, you know. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I, I like to eat. But um, I'm not opposite to white fish neither. But I think this myth it's busted yeah mythbusters 
So, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's all has to do with uh, overall caloric intake. So um, yep. when people do that, I don't think they're really realizing that they're just coincidentally taking in less calories. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they get leaner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and of what? course, the skin gets tighter when, you know. Um, when you get leaner. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What about myth number three, Michelle? Sodium, I'd say. Mm. Sodium, people want to cut out their sodium. Mm. They want to, you know, Mrs. Dash becomes their best friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they don't they don't want to use any sodium. They think they shouldn't yeah. be using sodium. Um, so, um, and I'm not, I wouldn't recommend a ton of salt, but. Yeah, but a sodium you know, is important. Yeah, it really is. It really is important. It, uh, it'll help you if you're um, lacking those minerals, mm-hmm. sodium, potassium, and the other uh, minerals that your body needs, you're going to not feel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get cramps, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get muscle cramps. Um, so having the, those minerals such as sodium in your, in your body. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. So, um, and so what I tend to do is try to actually eat all fresh, um, produce and poultry, um, and fresh lean proteins. And then I will measure my salt and Mm -hmm. count, count my salt. Um, so that I know exactly how much I'm getting in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then I can make small adjustments and, and I can, it's, you know, as you get leaner, your body is more sensitive and you can, it's really easy to be able to physically see those, those adjustments that you're making, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in your body. Yeah. And then again, it's, it's important for performance anyways, right? So we, we yeah. are working out, we are doing cardio, we are sweating. Yeah. Sweating. Really, and you're really, losing yeah. those minerals. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need to replace them. You need to replace them. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sodium is very important, guys. If you're cutting your sodium, you might, um, you want to probably discuss this with your coach. Um, cutting sodium can cause actually uh, severe health conditions. So yeah. just uh, be aware of that. And um, yeah, sodium we never cut sodium and another thing too i think uh, is especially during your peak week <laughs> mm. that's like it's very very well, important yeah and and ideally what would what should be ideal is that you're tracking your sodium up to mm-hmm. peak week so that you have an idea of where you are you and your mm-hmm. coach and then maintaining that that level pretty much throughout um you know peak week yeah. uh um but what I was going to say is that, um, oh, that's right. Your food, w- even without adding any salt, mm-hmm. if you're taking in probably about, you know, 1,200 calories, which is maybe normal on the, the lowish end to normal for um, an average-sized woman, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get probably 800 to 1,000 milligrams of sodium naturally in your mm-hmm. foods if you're eating um, non-processed foods yeah. and just all fresh, uh, fruits, vegetables and, um, fresh, pro- fresh poultry and so forth. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to probably get 800 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams of sodium. So if you add, you know, another 1,000 milligrams, um, that probably would, that's going to be sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that, Andrea? No, I, I think so too. Um, normally, I would say, even for myself, like during prep, uh, my my sodium intake it's between fifteen to what two thousand ish. That's about the same for me. Yeah, yeah, milligrams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a client who was taking about like three thousand, mm-hmm. three thirty five hundred ish. Yeah. Um, but during prep, we just uh, try to just kind of minimize because she's very small size. Um, mm. how did that affect your body actually she looked better when she was taking a little bit less sodium oh is that right like on like on the 12 uh 12 2000 2000 and 2500 ish mm. versus the 3000 you know i really do think it's it's something that can be tested um however i do know that like for example um and I don't know the specifics, but I, I recall conversations with uh, Corey uh-huh. uh, she, where she was taking in monumental amounts of sodium. Mm. And um, I think she maintained monumental amounts of sodium <laughs> throughout her, her okay. prep and through, and through peak week. Um, but, you know, if, if you're going to be tight anyway... Yeah. Um, and I do think that there are certain uh, body types um, and yeah, different, different physiques that can, mm-hmm. that can handle that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it just depends. Yeah, it, it, it definitely does depend on the person, person to person, but cutting completely sodium. Just, it's, yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not the ideal at all. Yeah. If you want to look your best, perform your best, have that sodium. And feel and feel better. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Sometimes, yeah. Better. Actually, um, if you're if you're totally on track, you're depleted. You're you know in a caloric deficit, and you're feeling really crappy, and your sodium is very low, mm-hmm. or you're not taking in, you're not adding any sodium, and you're intentionally keeping your sodium low. Try adding, you know, 500 milligrams of sodium, mm-hmm. and um, see how you feel. Yep. You know, but I wouldn't. I would not recommend doing this a couple days before the show if you've never oh, done no. it before, because you mm-hmm. don't know how your body's going to respond. And um, yeah, but you need to do it further out. And um, but yeah, give it a try. Mm-hmm. I agree. Myth number four: fruits are fruit. Yes, bad fruit. for you. Not bad, bad, bad for you, food. but bad fruits, bad. you should not eat fruits. You should cut out foods or fruits from your diet. Yeah. Myth, myth, myth. Yes. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I would not recommend doing that personally. Uh, I've never done it. I've, I have never had any of my clients do it. I've never had a client where, uh, who has not eaten fruit unless they don't like fruit, but mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout their prep leading up to, the show during week um i've always had fruit and had my clients have fruit and that doesn't mean astronomical amounts but yeah uh, you know reasonable reasonable amounts but it's 
uh, number one, it's enjoyable. Two, it's a way of getting some sweetness. You know, um, mm-hmm. if you if you like and crave, you know, you have a sweet tooth. Um, and also, when you're in prep, fruits and vegetables just become more tasty. They're so delicious. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially when you're in prep. So, um, yeah. And what what kind of fruits do you do you like to eat during prep? Andrea? Me? I take a lot of it. Well, my favorite fruit, to be honest with you, it's apples. Um, I love Fuji apples. I I eat Fuji apples throughout my entire prep. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, and strawberries and berries in general. So those are the ones that I really take advantage, especially because they are lower in calories and higher in fiber. It has tons of antioxidants yeah. but um if my calories allows me and then i keep you know in the beginning of my prep i keep bananas and mangoes and all those yeah. more like mm-hmm. higher calorie dense higher yeah fruits. but and then uh, towards the end it's more like the apples and um and the, the bear in the berries yeah. those are yeah. the ones that i really really enjoy what about you no i, I would say pretty much exactly the same um yeah, I, I do also eat bananas, mangoes, um, but I'm going to be, you know, and I, I, I also it kind of depends on how my prep is going as well. So mm-hmm. if I'm so totally on track, I can eat those things all the way up through peak week and, and so forth. But if mm-hmm. I'm, you know, trying to bear down I, and I've, I'm right where I need to be and I don't have any extra time, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to cut things, you know, I'm going to get more strict with myself as I get closer probably. And, um, and then it would be strawberries and uh, blueberries and apple, I would say are my most predominant um, fruits. I might have, you know, oranges sometimes if I feel like it or if I need a change. Um, Yeah, that those would be the, the staples. Awesome. So it's about calories in versus calories out, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. This and, is true. Yeah. And I, and, you know, and I think one other benefit of, of having the fruit is that um, they really can help, fruits really can help prevent uh, binges. Yes. You know? I do too. Especially because it's sweet. Gives, yeah. it, it satiates that sweet craving as well. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of right. like a treat, kind of you can you know like a dessert, like mm-hmm, a treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's yeah. just get one more. So, myth number five, Michelle. I was trying to think of what we talked about. Um, sweeteners. What is it? Sweeteners. Oh, so, oh, artificial sweeteners. That's right. We were talking yeah. about artificial sweeteners. Um. So. People wonder about artificial sweeteners, and um, here's the deal with it. Um, so most of the time, they're non-caloric. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, when something sweet touches your tongue, um, regardless of its caloric intake, your brain thinks that um, it, it, it recognizes the sweetness mm-hmm. and um, releases insulin 
anyway. Mm -hmm. So it can, it can cause uh, issues with your body losing body fat mm -hmm. um, because insulin is a uh, body fat loss inhibitor. Mm -hmm. So um, that could be an issue for me personally. I do use artificial sweeteners um, mm -hmm. during prep. Um, and part of the reason for it, uh, there's a couple things. Number one, mm -hmm. I have a gargantuan sweet tooth. Um, and I've tried to drink water, clear water all by itself. Mm -hmm. And I can, but not at all the quantity that I need to be drinking. Mm. The only way that I really can get in the water that I need, and I've tried several times, but the only way that I can get in the water that I need to be drinking is if I add um, something like a crystal light mm -hmm. to do that. Um, so I do incorporate um, small amounts of crystal light. Um, so, however, for me, I am not a person that has a difficult time losing body fat. I can lose body fat easily while mm -hmm. maintaining while maintaining muscle. Mm -hmm. So, um, some of my clients that have been hard losers. I would really recommend that they either don't take in artificial sweeteners or limit their artificial sweeteners mm -hmm. um, to just kind of necessity to keep, to keep their sanity. Um, and then others, you know, I don't think it matters that much. So what, what are your thoughts, Andrea? I, you know, with the artificial sweeteners, um, I agree with you that when you are even if you are taking something that it, it does not have any calories it will um spike yeah the insulin the insulin so yeah your brain will might not just that not just your brain but the way you you can lose fat it can mm -hmm. interfere in your on your uh, fat loss progress yeah, but sure. what uh, my my thing with sweeteners it's that some people if they do well if they don't have any bloating or anything throughout the entire prep and i would not cut that i normally i personally don't cut sweeteners i during my peak week um i only take stevia actually and i use the mm -hmm. stevia drops i don't use the the powder at all mm-hmm so I keep those things in my diet throughout the entire prep and peak week. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think that for some people, it's not as beneficial. Mm -hmm. Some people benefit more just cutting off, getting, cutting out everything. Um, sure. The sweeteners, I think that, uh, hey, you know, if it works well for you, I think it's a great way to... To uh, it's actually to satiate cravings sure. throughout the prep, uh, yeah. adds flavor. Does that for me, mm -hmm. right? So for me too, and definitely it does because I during prep, that's the only time where I start abusing, per se, mm -hmm. of like fake foods made with sweeteners, right? So yeah. Like syrups and things like that. They are lowering calories too. Have contain carbs, but it way lower carbohydrate in carbs than 
a, a natural or regular source, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I honestly feel like artificial sweeteners are beneficial for me personally during mm -hmm. prep. Yeah, no, for me, it, it is. Yeah. yeah, for me, it does as well. The yeah. only issue I have is when um, clients are start abusing of artificial sweeteners and then they start mm -hmm. having digestive issues because sure. that can cause a lot yeah. of digestive issues. Oh, right? so, well, bloating, like, mm -hmm. um, constipation, even constipation or even like well, diarrhea. The, like the, the calorie-free foods, the fake foods. Mm -hmm you know, that are all made of, of, um, artificial ingredients. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I have a, I have experienced, um, bloating and, um, gas. And, uh, so I, I do, I would recommend staying away from the artificial foods and a lot mm -hmm. of the kind of foods that are, um, labeled, sugar-free mm -hmm. just be really conscious of it mm -hmm. and uh, sugar sugar alcohols yeah yeah because don't forget even like the protein powders that we are consuming nowadays they mm -hmm. contain artificial sweeteners so yeah. you know that's the only way they can keep the flavor with very sure. low uh calories so sure. on top of all of your you are eating on a regular basis then yeah. you know you're still having more so I think it's just to really pay attention how your body is responding to those types yeah. of foods and mm -hmm. uh, discuss that with your your coach and yeah. uh, you both can decide if it's it's better best for you or not. I know sure. some coaches they are very very strict about Rick like artificial yeah. sweeteners. They cut off like their their clients' artificial sweeteners like three four weeks out mm -hmm. the show. And uh, I don't think that is a bad thing at all, um, but I don't think that it's for everybody either. You know, it's like um, that has to come down to the communication between client and coach, and then and they both decide <laughs> if it's beneficial yeah. or not. Yes, so, I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think that uh, um, regardless if you are prepping for a show or you are just dieting for a photo shoot or just to look better, whatever it's your goal, your goals are. When you start cutting foods or cutting anything from your diet, meaning that you are start restricting, right? Mm -hmm. Yourself mm -hmm. from those type of foods. And uh, I think that it's time for, for you to really reflect upon what is the purpose of cutting those foods. Um, if it, this is just a diet in general, per se, or if it's just a short term, yes, we can mm -hmm. all do for a short, short term. But mm -hmm. if you are doing this as a lifestyle, you have to really, really think that if it, this is something that I really can sustain for the rest of my life and the reasons behind the off cutting, right? Mm -hmm. So some people don't do well with certain foods like gluten, dairy, and things like that. And then they definitely can adjust their lifestyle based on their this type of restrictions but how, if, i think how it, how it affects your mental health is mm -hmm. is um, that's, a big yes, deal yes, yeah that's the, the most important really. yeah. yeah so that's it guys so we have five diet dieting myths that we spoke today if you guys have any other diet myth that you would like to ask us just let us know we are here to 
answer them. That's fun. Yep, absolutely. I that like was it. That was fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All righty, guys. So thanks so much for joining us today. Don't forget to leave us, us a comment. Subscribe to our podcast. And uh, yeah, follow us on the Instagram. Right, Michelle? Absolutely. Uh, give us yep. some likes. <laughs> and suggestions for topics. We love it. Yes. Alrighty, guys. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you next week. Stay healthy. Stay healthy and safe. Bye. Bye-bye.